0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck.
2: I love talk radio. I absolutely love it. And I've noticed there's two kinds of shows. There's the reactionary, where they let an atrocity happen. They describe it. They tell you all of the ways. And then there's the ones that are proactive, where they predict what's going to happen. Mainly that happens kind of on financials, financial shows and different shows of that nature. I like to do a little bit of both. Saddest thing about doing both is when you predict atrocities of Americanism when you predict what clueless political whores will do in the future, and then you're right. Because although you were right in predicting it, it's just terribly sad because you as a citizen are going to have to go through it. Now, I fought vehemently hard when the Trump administration was in place about shutting down, federally shutting down the nation. I thought if anybody could resist federally shutting down the nation with this excuse of of a pandemic over the flu it would be donald trump i thought he was my kind of jerk where he could say listen you morons and your off the rack suits and your campaign contributions from pharmaceutical companies and everybody who benefits from a shutdown i'm not doing anything but much to my chagrin he buckled and the first shutdown is always the hardest. It's like whenever you know a criminal, a drug addict, a scumbag, and an adulterer. The first atrocity is always the hardest, that first time you do it. The second time, you're just getting good at it. And that's what you're going to see with the shutdown. Because let me tell you something. If you haven't watched that, that, that preacher from Poltergeist we're calling a president, Diapers Biden, that old, fossil, political whore that he is and all his little cohorts, if you didn't watch him today, you're in for a rude awakening. Because the stage has been set. And it was set over the, really, I think, the course of five months. But the last couple of days have been hardcore. So there was a CDC director over the, the weekend. Her name is Rochelle Walensky. CDC director, she came on and she, she did my favorite kind of swindle. Where they get your confidence intellectually. And then they turn on the tears. I call it the scientific Meryl Streep. So I want you to hear it.
3: Yesterday, we in the United States surpassed 30 million cases of COVID-19.
2: Now, in this number she's given you, it's just a it's just a number. And she sits there with the CDC stuff behind her in her phony job. And she gives you the number. And, and, and in that number, all of this skullduggery that's in it, whether it's the double counts, whether it's the people who died from motorcycle accidents, they tested positive for COVID, whether it's the false ones where they test positive one day, they test negative. It's all in there. But doesn't matter because this is the velvet that is going to surround the hammer.
3: CDC's most recent data show that the seven-day average of new cases is slightly less than 60,000 cases per day. This is a 10% increase compared
2: to the prior seven-day period.
3: Hospitalizations have also increased. The most recent seven-day average...
2: And I, You know, I don't even want to put you through it because it's all numbers you can never audit. All of the information that she's using you got to just trust her it's her it's her word and 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 what's your evidence well the information that 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 the state cooked up so we have to believe all these numbers and that's one thing because one thing that we know for the last year and a half is you're not entitled to your own opinion so we just this is just the the velvet this is okay are you here's why i'm gonna shut you down and then the other reason what they do is they bring on the waterworks right because after all, we don't understand. Only she understands. And it's because she's looking out for you that all this is going to happen.
3: I didn't know at the time when it would when it would stop. We didn't have a listen to, to the tell voice. Us. We were just scared. We have come such a long way. Mm-hmm. Three historic scientific breakthrough vaccines. And weird. we are rolling them out so very fast. So I'm speaking today, not necessarily as your CDC director, not only as your CDC director, but as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, to ask you to just please hold on a little while longer. I so badly want to be done. I know you all so badly want to be done. We are just almost there, but not quite yet. And so I'm asking you to just hold on a little longer, to get vaccinated when you can, so that all of those people that we all love, We'll still be here when this pandemic
2: ends. If only we listen to her, it's all going to be great. And forget the fact that you all have had a year, one year stolen from your lives. Thank God I'm a scofflaw and I did all that I could, even though I had to navigate the, the, the obstacles put before me by a totalitarian government that I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that the American government had the power to seize our lives had the power to change the course of the history of all of our kids, all of our relationships, all of our businesses. It is still surreal to somebody like me, but I was blinded by the delusion of American principles. I was blinded. I actually bought it. That whole thing where nobody, I was the slave to no one. That my government wasn't there to rule me, but it was there to represent me. And, and this last year, it's been more than a Band-Aid ripped off. It's been the realization of, eh, I'm just their slave and they're going to do it again. And how do they do it? They bring out this woman from the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, some technocrat that nobody ever knew who wields power that very few of us can even imagine she has. Now, we all understand that the the, the favorite was out on the Sunday shows, right? They, They brought out Auntie Mary, as I call him, or 80 year old doctor of nothing Fauci. The doctor that hasn't practiced medicine since he got his cushy government phony baloney job in 1968. Dr. Fauci has amassed a fortune, not just because he's one of the highest, if not the highest, paid government employees. Which, by the way, have you noticed the skin on Fauci? He looks phenomenal for a guy 80 years old. Probably not Botox. Not at all. So Dr. Fauci is out. And uh, he's, he's going to justify as to what you can do even after you get all of your vaccinations. There's still going to be some restrictions on your movement, on your behavior. Kate. So
3: if parents are vaccinated, they still do need to be concerned about their unvaccinated children playing together in groups. Is that right?
2: Yeah, the children can clearly wind up getting infected. When we talk about what you can do when you're vaccinated, you can certainly have members of a family if the adults are vaccinated and you're in the home with your child. You don't need to wear a mask. Oh, or that's you can good. have physical contact. Oh, that's good. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks when they're interacting with groups from multiple households. Now, I only wish this morphodite would have tried this in 1968 when he actually got the job, when men were men and when people understood what America stood for. I only wish in 1968 this know-nothing doctor of nothing tried to do this to society. Can you imagine what those 1968 Americans would have told this buffoon? But here he is. In the year 2021, 80 years old and absolutely good for less than he was in 68. And now he's going to tell you how he can act even after you jump through all the little hoops that they want you to jump through and you get your vac- vaccinations. Yeah, you, you could get together, you know, just a couple of you in the house. This is so bizarre to me. It's almost as bizarre as looking at this facade of a man. This guy who should be sitting in Villa Scalabrini, waiting for rice pudding and oatmeal, pretend to be the president of the country. He's got good news for you, too. I'm reiterating my call for
4: every governor, mayor and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate
2: the mandate if you let it down. Are you listening to this? If your governor reinstates the mandate. Well, I mean, we all know what what Pritzker is going to do after all. Talk about high risk. He's high risk for toilet seats and for the disease. And
4: business should require masks as well. The failure to take this virus seriously, precisely what got us in this mess in the first place, to this old idiot, risk more cases, and more desks, deaths, deaths, more deaths. Oh, oh. Look, as I do my part to accelerate the vaccine distribution of vaccinations, I need the Ameri- That's
2: another thing. You did nothing. Hey, stupid, you did nothing. You walked into a job where everything was laid out. You sit there, you wait for your nappy time and your rice pudding. You want to know if it's cinnamon or non-cinnamon. And you sit there and pretend you did something. You did nothing. That's why the people that, that voted for him, and that includes the Republicans. I cannot believe there's that many morons among us. I really am just astonished. Can people do their part as well? Mask up. Mask up
4: it 's a patriotic duty it 's the only thing people way on the radio know I 'm giving them we the finger? ever get back to normal think they know not sure to cheer together mm. in stadiums full of fans Oh. to gather together on holidays again safely, go to
2: graduations weddings the fact that you 're not doing that because these political whores told you you couldn't is what 's really an atrocity. Not the disease, not the amount of deaths, none of it. But the fact that we have bended knee to these idiots. The whole time they've lived the way they wanted to. The whole time they told you not to. I mean, it's just... And then the business owners. How would you feel if a business that you frequented... Bended knee, not only just... I I get it. The the masks, you gotta do it. to To have your license. I get it. I own businesses. I totally understand. And to each their own and yada, yada, yada. But what's on the horizon is the vaccination passports. That's all that's going on right now is the debate of how they can do it to the best of the ability to 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 exhibit the fact you're going to need the vaccination passports to travel about the country and to travel about your life. It's only a matter of time before they do this to businesses. So I want to know how you feel about it. Do you have yourself a Yuri and a Sergey the way I do? Because mine's being made up as we speak, if it's not already delivered. And then I want to know, are you going to get a real one or are you going to get a fake one like me? We'll take your calls after this.
4: Sorry, folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you.
2: I should have started uh, this show. I should start every show. I'm a terrible slave. I would have been a terrible Soviet. I would have been a terrible Cuban, terrible Venezuelan. And I'm going to be a terrible American slave, too terrible at it so if that's not for you and you want to be told how it's better for society if you put a mask on you put a mask on your three-year-old and you just listen to doctors you wouldn't take your dog to then i guess you're gonna have to change the station but it's not for everybody freedom liberty individuality is not for everybody after all we live in a country where they want you to believe 81 million people voluntarily gave it away so it's not for everybody, but it is for the people who think and, and understand and appreciate American principles. All right. Dave in Libertyville. How are you, Dave? Good. How are you? Wonderful.
4: So glad to have you back on the radio, man. I miss you. Oh, thank you. If you take a day off.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. I'm here for good now. I, I, in fact, I was just told I only get a couple of days off, so don't worry. We're going to be here a lot.
4: All right. Good. Hey, uh, I'm already getting alienated by family about not getting the shot. And my wife got a card
5: when she got her first shot. And I can fully see that
4: you're going to have to show some kind of card when you even go into a restaurant. They're going to want to know if you've had your COVID shot yet.
2: Well, here's the good
0: news. That's my thought.
2: The card that they give, I have relatives that have the card. I saw the card. It looks like a... A 12th grader made it. So it's, it can easily be right. forged. And we're going to have to do those things that all slaves in Soviet nations have to do in socialist countries and Marxist-led countries. And that is lie. Because you now have to be afraid of your government, and you now have to be afraid to exhibit the idea that you want your own opinion, individuality, and freedom. In other words, America is going to have to go in hiding those people who believe in American principles. And those rest, the rest of the Marxists and the totalitarian thugs pretending to be Democrats, they can live amongst each other. But the good news is, as you look in any of the communities that they've turned into ghettos, there is a thriving black market, and there are still people that kind of move along, although they're hopeless, which is the one thing that they spread throughout the nation. And uh, good luck. I'm going to look for you in the gulags. Thank you, Dave. Matt in Gray's Lakes. Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful. Thank you.
4: Uh, How to unwrap all of this. Um,
0: Number one, uh, I'll touch on what Dave just said anybody asks me if I have have had a vaccination, they bought themselves a HIPAA suit right then and there. And I'm going to assume it is Stone Age. but that's, that's neither here nor there. Imagine if you will, when all of America realizes in Texas, they're what? 30% down in cases. And they've been open for three weeks, Florida has been open all along. Yeah. The only reason they're demanding everybody mask up and the, and the CDC woman, whatever her name is, is saying, Oh, I'm, you know, have feelings of dread is because they know that their political careers are done. As soon as the as soon
2: as the plebs out here, all of us unwashed masses realize that it's all been B.S. from the start. Well, man, it's not going to play very well. I hope you're right. But you do realize. Thank you very much for the call. You do realize the Democrat supporters, the people who proudly call themselves Democrats, they want leaders to strip away your freedoms. This is playing to their base. I disagree. I I, I think that if you're going to be a Democrat politician today, you have to be a toned down version of Mussolini because every policy they have is rooted in force. In fact, listen to how they demonize my governor, because he rightfully on the same day signed a bill that guarantees this kind of tyranny cannot affect my businesses in Florida. And thank God I opened up there. You want the fox to guard the hen house? I mean, give me a break. I think this is something that has huge privacy implications. It is not necessary to do. You know, we're going to have hit three and a half million seniors that have gotten shots uh, uh, sometime this week, likely 75 percent of seniors. It's important to be able to do it. But at the same time, uh, we are not going to have you
5: provide proof of this just to be able to live your life normally. And I'm going to be
2: taking some action. And an executive function, emergency function here very shortly. And that's why you go to states run by people like that, because he's guaranteed he will not allow the federal government to turn us into Soviets. He's go- not going to allow the passports among his citizens, and he is not going to allow another federal shutdown of the businesses. That's why those states thrive, and these states spread poverty, hopelessness and disaster. And if you think I'm wrong, tune into the news tonight at 10 o'clock and see how well the Chicago Soviet Union is doing. Vince, Crystal Lake.:
4: And a second, biological attack coming over our border right now. It's another virus that's going to be uh, worse than the last.
2: Well, the good news is uh, it's all done in the name of, of, of humanity and, uh, and betterment for society as they're not checking. Forget about COVID. They're not checking for anything. I mean, if you remember prior to this, there were other spikes in diseases we thought we had killed because of what it was happening in the border prior to 2016. So, listen, that's just our health. That's OK as long as we build up the Democrat platform, because what they understand is when you get here and you got nothing, you're awful susceptible to welfare. And you're real loyal to the party that pays your rent and your food and your your housing and your education and you, and, and, and everything better for health care. Right. So, of course, this isn't about immigration. This is about the Democrat voter rolls. Patrick and Schomberg.
0: Hey, Sean, they keep on telling us two more weeks. Don't stop now. Wear the mask. We're close. Don't stop now. They told us that a year ago. I'm 70 years old. I'm going to Florida in a week. I'm driving down to Fort Walton beach and I'm going to sit on the beach and I'm going to be 50 feet away from any other person. Not because I'm afraid of the virus, but because I don't like people and I'm going to have my
2: feet in the water and I'm going to be okay. And if I'm not, I don't care. I like it, Patrick. I like it. Well, the thing of it is, you don't have to be like that because Florida's not like that. The minute you get there, and it's not just Florida, it's other states. There are there are states that are in this country that are run by people who understand the principles of the country. The problem is they are becoming engulfed by the failures of the states like this corrupt one in Illinois. And by the way, they're bailing it out financially. So <laughs> that's why I say when I was right, I was right. All right, Bart in the car. What's up, Bart? <laughs>
5: Oh, man, we need to just reject this as a populace. I can't believe how gutless and godless we've become. We need to just say no. And this masking thing, if I see you with a mask in your car, then I know you're a Democrat and an idiot, but I'm watching people with these stupid masks, and now it's
2: two masks? What soon, then? Well, it's it's, it's the velvet hammer, right? It's the virtue. They're virtuous because they have the mask on, and you're heartless because you don't. So we've, we've devolved into where we are enslaved to other people and the betterment of other people rather than our own lives. And that to me is the philosophical problem I have with this. If you cannot convince me, which you have not, and now you're going to put forward legislation, well then you're my master and I'm your slave. In America, I don't have a right to my opinion on this virus or on how to conduct my life for the last year. And what you're suggesting is you have the authority to do it again in the future. So why don't we just tear up everything, get rid of the senators and congressmen, and just turn ourselves over to the master?
4: Well, that's the other thing, Sean. I've been reading through the
5: Constitution, and at no point does it say, except
2: in a pandemic. Oh, I think there's small print. There's enough lawyers to get it in there just in time. All right. Do I have time for Victoria? No? Victoria, I love you. We'll get you on the next segment. I got to go to break. We got uh, more stuff coming up after this. 312 642 5600. Ah, yes. The better times. I remember that song. remember that song? Yeah, you're too young. You were in diapers. 312 642 5600. Yeah, I know you weren't born. It's all right. Make me feel older. So um, little, little news came over the border that you, you had to kind of find on the Internet because it's the last bastion of any kind of honesty or news or newsworthiness that isn't controlled through Pravda, which we're calling media. All the Sunday shows that you watch, it was, it's, it's embarrassing. I used to get ready by the Sunday shows. Now I, get, I just laugh at them. There's no relevant news other than the fact we're constantly being deceived, manipulated and lied to. It is truly American Pravda. But in the real news, 861 criminals, 92 sex offenders, they were encountered at the Texas border in the last few days. In the last few days. The reality is what we're being told there is really not even near the truth as to what's going on. Because they they have... They're lying to senators, they're lying to politicians, and they are resisting any news media from understanding what's going on by controlling the narrative. And Ted Cruz broke this story on Friday. Now, I have a different take on it from everybody else, but I want you to hear Ted's report where he was uh, Ted in the jungle here.
1: Please give dignity to the people. Please give dignity to
2: the the people. So So he went to uh, to a facility which was not on the tour. Because like Disney World now, they're giving you the tour of what they want you to see. They're not letting you go behind the curtain. So now that they've gone into the full Soviet uh, uh, ideology of we're just going to give out information we think will help our mission, they are literally having tours for both media and politicians to take. So they never really see how bad it is, you know, in, in, in a country that's supposed to have a free pot press and freedom of information. And the press is supposed to be combative and they're supposed to be honest and they're supposed to keep things kind of where we're informed as citizens. So now it's just going to be the the areas the government wants you to see. That's where you're allowed to go. Well, Ted Cruz and a couple of the other Republicans said, well, election year is coming up and we're going to need some real information because my argument with Ted Cruz and the real Republicans is let's stop complaining about it and let's start jamming things up a little bit, huh, Ted? But here he is as some girl is talking to United States Senator. Like he's doing something wrong.
1: Please give dignity to the people. Please give dignity to the people.
2: Now, I'm confused by dignity to the people. Does she mean dignity to the people in Washington, D.C. who are lying to us? Or does she mean dignity to the the hundreds upon hundreds who are stuffed in their version of of a hospital or a uh, immigration station rather than prison? Because when you look at it, they look like they're in prison to me. They're all behind fence. They're all stuffed in together. They're all waiting for sandwiches. I've been arrested a few Friday nights. That's what it looked like to me.
1: You work for the commissioner, your senior advisor. You were hired two weeks ago, and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here. Please respect the because people.
2: Can, can you imagine the American press honoring this? The government is asking you not to take pictures. And the Sunday shows and CNN, and MSNBC, even Fox News, they're listening to them? <laughs>
1: Political leadership at DHS does not want the American people to know it. Please respect the rules, sir. You keep sir? standing in in front of the pictures, so Please you don't want the, the pictures rules? taken. The rules are arbitrary Please and they're designed the to keep and the give American the people, people, people in the dignity darkness. and respect.
2: The hardest thing to, th- to see this is that this is a young girl. This is a young girl who doesn't understand what she's doing. She doesn't understand what she's helping facilitate. In her her mind, I I often wonder how do they think this is going to turn out. Do they not see the failure in it? Do they not see the danger in it? I mean, that's the thing about Democrats. They're willful idiots. They're willful in this. They're, They're complacent in this. In her mind, she's doing the right thing by preventing a United States senator from seeing something.
1: That's all we ask. Dignity well, no, it's and not. respect. You're asking, is this please, dignity and respect? Look Please at give there, dignity a and pandemic. respect to the people. Let, let me ask, ask you, there, there's a I pandemic. I
3: respectfully ask you, sir.
1: There is a pandemic. Like, is this respecting the rights of these I kids? I ask you, please Are respect. You? Just
2: like a Soviet soldier. She just repeats what they tell her. There's no thought. There's no conversation. She is repeating what the fascistic Democrat mafia has told her to say. The the these this kids. is
1: not a zoo, sir. Please it, don't treat the people. You're right, and this is That's a such. dangerous place.
2: Please don't treat the and people pol- No, but it is a zoo. It's not a zoo. It is. It's an immigration zoo. You've taken the people who have come across the border, you've put them in prison, and you just want to look at them through the fence. You don't want to think about anything. You don't want to make anything better. I mean, the reality is they are trying to make this as bad as it is. It's the only answer because it wasn't this bad weeks ago. 312-642-5600. These
1: unfortunately I you, are trying to hide them. I understand That's you were instructed when 18 senators came down here. I ask you, I ask you to
3: respect the people. Give them dignity respect and respect. I respect them and
1: I want to fix this situation. We all want and to the fix it. And the administration you're working for is responsible anymore. for these
2: conditions. Please. Now, I think that they don't want you to see this because these people that are coming across the border will be used for future welfare for future limitation of your freedom and for future taxation. I want to know what you think. Why is the Biden administration not being transparent? I want to know what you think. Do you do you think like me that they don't want even the democrats who may who may have supported Joe Biden to to see just how much he's failing in this specific area? Or do you think that All the Democrats are in on it, and they fully understand this is great for their voter rolls. This is great for their mission of redistribution of wealth. And these people will be used against the other people like weapons, the way I see it. 312-642-5600. To me, this is something that the American media, I I have to tell you, I, I, I always thought that the media was slanted. I mean, anybody with an IQ over 60 who's been watching the news for the last 30 years knows that the media is slanted. But I also thought to a certain extent there were standards because when I was a kid, the Democrats were those Kennedy Democrats we've spoken about before. They were the Democrats who, who understood there was maybe a disagreement in, in some policies, but the overarching th- thriving for freedom and information and honesty was what should be achieved by both parties in this modern era. I think all Democrats are yesterday's Marxists. And when I see a concerted effort to have the government apparatchiks and employees blatantly prevent us from knowledge, lying about statistics, and using their own failure against us as weapons to extort us from our money and our freedom, where's going to be the resistance? Because Ted Cruz, and I love him, I even like the new beard, the whole nine yards, to come out and to just say this is what's happening isn't enough to me. I want the the Republican senators and the Republican congressmen to stop the spend. I don't care what they do. I want to stop the money flow. See, that's what they can do, and they're not letting you know that. They can put obstructions in place of all of these atrocities, yet they just seem to complain about it and then say, send me money. Even the ones that just won, like Ted Cruz. He's got four years. He doesn't have to run again. Now's the time for him to do more than complain about it. I want him to jam up these policies. I want him to stop the money flow. Because that, to me, is the only way you can stop this abuse. George in Naperville.
4: Sean, that woman uh, going back and forth with Cruz was like genius on her part. I mean, she must be brainwashed to be able to
0: deliver like that. Because, first of all, a man's never, ever going to win against a woman.
4: But, I mean, just the way she was repeating the same thing over and over again, it was like a Manchurian candidate type you know, guard or whatever. And I'll tell you I mean, what, I
2: just... that's exactly what it was. It was it was Manchurian candidate because she was told, no matter what, you tell whoever would come here to respect the people, even in the face of the disrespect of the people by the Democrat mafia, by putting them in those prisons and keeping the knowledge of how bad it is away from the, Ameri- the American people. You know, the answer to all of this is, is American charity. The answer to this are, are these church groups that would actually be far more effective Treat the people with far more dignity and be far more efficient in getting them comfort and aid. This is what the government doesn't want you to know. We, the people, we, have the, we are the compassionate ones. We have the answers. In fact, everything that they're trying to force us into doing, we could do better. How many church groups out there would take care of these people to a certain extent until they could get it ironed out? How many would make these people feel much better than standing in these empty rooms with barbed wire and fences like they were just arrested on a Friday night? I think it's an atrocity, Steve Huntley. Hi, Steve. Are you there, buddy? Yeah. Go ahead. I talk. You talk. I talk.
0: Okay, Sean. My gosh, all all, all the president would get this. Yes.
2: Steve, I got got an effort to get you back, brother. I'm sorry, but we got a bad connection, and uh, the people can only hum Spanish fly to themselves so long. Dave in Downers Grove.
5: Yeah, Sean. Hey, listen, that woman sounded like the uh, character on Starsky and Hutch last night. Where the, uh, Wait a minute. They,
2: Starsky, they, they, and they his... Starsky and Hutch was on? Starsky and Hutch was <laughs> on last night? I missed it. I love Starsky and Hutch. I even have a sweater like Starsky. Go ahead.
5: Uh, I know. Well, they brainwashed this guy to think he was a totally different person than who he was just to kill, a, uh, kill someone. And this woman is brainwashed to tell everyone, respect them, respect them. There's not there's no respect there. There's no respect just like just like the people in Chicago are respected by these Democrats when they say oh we got to help the illegals, we got to bring them
2: in. Yeah. Dave, you no. want to know something? Just like they respect by the way, thank you for the call. Just like they respect their constituents. You want to see how the government respects even their useful constituents who vote for them? Just look at the south side of Chicago. We'll be back after this.
4: Throw my hands up in the air sometimes
2: me. It's not just the, 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 in this particular instance, this, this atrocity on the border. I'm starting to see the murmur of the scum never Trumpers, the phony conservatives, the George Wills, the Bill Crystal, the scum like Adam Kinzinger. They're pretending to be outraged by this. Hey, dummies, you're the idiots that voted for this. Now wear it. Wear it. Can't stand these scumbags. I wonder if we could do like a, a celebrity MMA me and Adam Kinzinger and that Irish Gypsy that used to be here. I want to do them at the same time. I'll put up 5000 to charity. Me, Kinzinger, and the Irish Gypsy. Me against the two of them. I'd love it. I'd love it. All right. Put a little sidetrack there. All right. Del in Balut, Beloit. Beloit. Whatever. Hi, Del.
3: Yeah, hi. I love your show, Sean. Thank and you. I just want to comment. It didn't make much sense years ago when I was younger. But I had heard... I'm a staunch conservative. I had heard that in 1948, it was written in the Communist Manifesto, never read it, that they knew they could never beat us militarily after World War II. And therefore, they were targeting our schools. So I really never connected anything with it. Up, up until COVID, and it's like we, we're
4: reaping all this well, what, education.
2: And, and you they... know, you know this, Dell. What are what are? I mean, you look at the, look at the Chicago Teachers Union. What what are they? Except okay, yeah. except Soviet communists, Marxists. Listen yeah. to the, listen to their verbiage. In fact, if you could take our public schools and make them Soviet daycare centers, which is what they are. <laughs> Before you know it, your own kids are talking against freedom and capitalism, and they're telling their mothers and fathers how to live and wear their masks. So it was a brilliant play. But Yuri Bezmenov is my favorite because he was a KGB. He defected in 1972. And in 1977, you could find him on YouTube all over the place. His name is Yuri Bezmenov. He gave you the layout of exactly what would happen. And it's not just the kids. It's also the bureaucracies, and it's also the financial institutions, which we're going to spend a lot of time on in the in the future shows, of ta- telling you just how bad it's gotten. Where where this Soviet Keynesian mixture of government money and our money is now so ingrained in our economy that there's not one section of it the government isn't funding, isn't taxing, and is in stimulating and controlling. So, it, Yuri Bezmenov, the Cong- the Communist Manifesto gave us the the, the schematics for communism in the 19th century. Yuri Bezmenov is the one who told us that they were, in fact, implementing it. So these are, if you're on the line, I I apologize, we're going to have a great six o'clock hour for you. I'm very excited about it. This is nothing new. All of these failures, the open borders, not new. Government control in the name of some virtue, safety, where they're protecting us from a virus. That's not new either. None of it's new. Government stimulating the economy giving you enough welfare to make you feel like you're achieving something because you're entitled to it. These are not new ideas. This is old communism presented in a new fashion by doddering old fools. It's hard to say anything new when we got an 80-year-old with a diaper pretending to be the president. It's not new. It's all old. And slavery is the oldest thing in hum- in, in, in mankind, and that's what it's all about, Slavery.
1: In this day and age,
2: 2021, where America, in my opinion, has lost more of the principles of Americanism than it ever has in the past, and more than I ever thought it would in a very short period of time. And we watch talking mannequins and propagandists pretending to be reporters. It's important that we support the few reporters who are honest and principled. So I love when I get to talk to Ed Morrissey, senior editor at Hot Air, host of the Ed Morrissey Show. Not since Hewlett Brunner has a man made bald look so sexy. Ed, how are you? <laughs>
5: I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on today. And uh, by the way, I, I, I do like that. I, I'm i more of a Picard guy,
2: though, I think. Oh, nice pull. Well, that explains a lot about the hat and the whole thing. Um, I wanted to discuss with you your new articles. You know, it's fun, funny because they're n- they're nervous that when I do a show, because, you know, these are, these are radio people and I'm not. So they surrounded me with these wonderful professionals and they bring in all of your articles like I don't read Ed Morrissey. I've got your new stuff I want to talk about, Ed, because I read you and have long before I thought about being on radio um i watched that debacle with joe biden the cryptkeeper as i call him who really is an, an embarrassment to american politics and america in general and i say this knowing that it probably sounds disrespectful but you'll have to forgive me when someone tries to take away my rights i get very right persnickety and um when i watched him in this press conference both with the, with the book, with the pictures, and the numbers of how to ask, I realized he was looking down for a lot of the answers. It really kind of supported the fact that, uh, to me, I wouldn't let him park my vehicle, let alone run the country. And, and to me, it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a shame that Americans have such low standards that they were able to put Joe Biden in, who has been lying for 50 years, lying and and, and, and really kind of using his office for campaign contributions and to enrich himself. Well, it looks like even when he got to the White House, he's the president. I mean, how much more could he take? It looks like it was proven that uh, the, when you fact check him, he was lying again. Is that fair to see? say?
5: Well, yeah, I mean, I think the, the whole thing about, you know, the 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 um, The voting law changes in Georgia are make Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle is absurd, just absolutely absurd. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, there are certainly things we, you can criticize in those laws, most of which, though, exist in other states. Um, for instance, not um, being able to provide water for people online. New York State has a prohibition against pr- uh, providing food and water for people online in, vo- in voting lines, too. I mean, that's that's not the first place that that, that, that law has been proposed or passed. Um uh, so I mean, you had the ridiculous statements like that. You had the cheat sheets like you mentioned. I mean, there was one picture where you have the seating chart in the room with with the the mug shots of the various reporters. That's actually fairly normal. There's usually some sort of seating chart that's provided to a president just so he can call people out by name rather than say, hey, you. I mean, that's fairly normal. Um, But... Having the, the issue card, I think the one was the infrastructure issue card, I and mean, that's really not normal. That is something that um, the White House clearly prepared, I mean formally prepared. That was a very nice printing job on a very unusual-sized card, um, and it, I think it explains why they wanted nine days to get that press conference up and running. Remember, they they, they talked about this. They, they actually announced that the press conference would take place nine days before it did. They scheduled it nine days out, and then I think now we know why. They had to pre- prepare a briefing book for him, they had to prepare these cheat cards for him in order to have Joe Biden explain his own policy. And yeah, I mean, Sean, I saw the same thing while he was doing this, and I was writing about it while he was doing it, so he keeps looking down and reading out of a book. I mean, it looks really strange. Right? Chris Wallace said he'd never seen a president do that before. I
1: certainly haven't
2: either. But Chris Wallace was uh, really one of the people who helped him get to this position. So when Chris Wallace says it, it just makes me kind of dry heave in my mouth. But the other thing I wanted to ask you is, you're a reporter. This industry, whether it had people who had a political slant, which we all knew it did, were human beings. Everyone has a political slant. Sure, are, of course. are you surprised at the way in which they're tolerating this open deception of this buffoon's capabilities so these are young reporters who granted is it that they just want to be in the limelight so much they're willing to keep telling this obvious lie of this poor pathetic excuse for for a a human being let alone a president's capability in to do his job i mean i'll be honest i'd be much more comfortable if they removed him and put in kamala as much as i disagree with the policies
5: Well, you know, I think that the that the incentive structures here are a little different than they used to be. You mentioned the fact that these are all younger people, and they really are. I mean, this is normally you would put your most Seasoned reporters in the White House press corps, right? Uh, but the whole press corps has gotten a lot younger. It's just skewed very, very young. And um, and so, it, who was it in the Obama administration that, that commented on this uh, who said that it was easy to pull something over on them because all the reporters didn't really know anything? They're all 27 years old and they're don't children. know anything.
0: Yeah,
2: they're children who've been indoctrinated. Ben Rhodes. I mean,
5: he's talking about the Iran deal, and it's, it was easy to pull, pull this over on them because they're twenty, they're all twenty-seven years old, and they don't know anything. Um, so. That's part of it. But the other part of this is that, you know, this is a big platform. You mentioned that they want to have, you know, people to make a name for themselves. Well, they can make a name for themselves by really getting top on the president. That's what Jim Acosta did with Donald Trump. And yet you don't really see that. The only pressure that Biden got in that press conference was really from his ideological left. I mean, people were saying, why aren't you going after the filibuster? Why aren't you, Mm -hmm. you know, forcing and jamming this down Republican? Why aren't
2: you more of a tyrant? Yes.
5: Yeah, right. I mean, which is weird. That was a stra- Those were strange moments. It's not challenging him to explain his policy. It's challenging him to be tougher, um, be more hard left, more uh, more Marxist in his approach.
2: Well, if he, had a, if he could speak in full sentences, I could at least call him El Doce. Now I just have to call him, he's like, he's like a Fidel Castro in the old days when he didn't know if he had to go to the bathroom or light his cigar. I mean, that's what we're really facing. Um, but you had an article that I found interesting, and the reason I found it interesting is I believe the Republicans have a tremendous blame in, in what we're seeing. And I don't just mean the George Wills with the fake hair and the supporting Biden the whole time. I mean the elected Republicans. You had an article that was posted a few days ago about About earmarks and how popular they are even among Republicans. Fact of the matter is, now that we're printing up ridiculous amounts of money, politicians are really going to be able to pay off their contributors. Is that fair to say in both parties?
5: Absolutely. That's a, I mean, this is part of what this is. Not just their contributors. I mean, it's their constituents. We know how this stuff works because a decade ago, when we finally were able to pressure them to bring it to a close, we got it, we'd had years and decades of seeing how these earmarks are, are used. They're used to twist arms on big spending legislation. They're used to protect incumbents. They're used uh, by appropriators to either gain favors or to punish their Opponents and the appropriators then becomes these super powerful members of Congress, which is a distortion of 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 what Congress is supposed to be. And you can, I mean, people can make all the arguments they want in theory about, well, this means that Congress can direct spending, and that's really the way it's supposed to go. And in theory, yes, but in practice. It's corrupt. It's corrupt as hell. And, uh, and Congress kept proving it year in and year out until they finally ended this thing. And I can't believe that Republicans want to go back to those days because it mostly benefited Democrats. One of the reasons why Democrats had the House for 40 years was because earmarks uh, run by appropriations committees
2: and um in fact in in your article it's it speaks specifically how there was a a law in place that really kind of eliminated this after they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar in twenty o six and this was bipartisan they wanted this rule on earmarks reversed is that right?
5: Yeah, I'm not sure that that rule is getting reversed. So that was actually passed into um, that was I think a uh, that that was a statute rather than a rather than a rule, and they're going to have to repeal it in order to make that work. Um, I actually have a copy of that act sitting on my wall because I was part of the Pork Buster's uh, group that really pressed for it to be uh, passed, and um, one of the members of Congress that uh, supported it sent me a copy of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the idea was that you had to fully disclose who wrote the earmarks and who's benefiting from it. And, uh, and then other, there, there was a um, database that allowed, uh, allowed people to go in and sort of data mine on earmarks to find out where all this money was going. Uh, I, I certainly hope that that's going to be the case again, but I suspect that people are just really not going to be interested in it. If, if Republicans are caving on this, there's not going to be a whole lot of interest in holding people accountable for it anymore.
2: You know, now I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and I've learned a long time ago that laws are pretty much what the ridiculous carnival barkers we call Democrats say they are. But is it true that Biden might have broken the law by halting the border wall construction?
5: But I mean, yes. I mean, technically speaking, he would have been breaking the law because he failed to um, he failed to execute a an appropriation that Congress made and was and was signed by uh, you know the previous president. And technically, that's breaking the law. Uh, nobody's going to jail over it. Uh, of course and, not. They
2: did it. No one goes to jail when Democrats break the law.
5: Well, and, nobody goes to jail. I mean, you know, Donald Trump did something similar, but he, he issued an emergency declaration to cover it. Uh, Joe Biden didn't do that. He doesn't want to call this an emergency, in fact. The last thing he wants to call this is an emergency. Uh, but stopping border wall construction after Congress had already appropriated the money and the president signed uh, signed the appropriation is technically breaking the law. That's what the GAO is... is almost certainly going to conclude. But the only consequence for that is Republicans get to um, paint even more the fact that Biden went out of his way to create this border crisis.
2: And the reality is that we can't really put our our, our Heads around just how bad it is. For instance, there's a massive problem when it comes to child abuse, drug smul- smuggling, and other atrocities. I mean, is anyone other than a couple a handful of handful reporters focusing on just how bad it is?
5: Not a whole lot, although there there is actually more reporting on this than I thought there would be. I mean, the Washington Post has talked about how this is a crisis and that Biden's got to change his messaging. You've got Henry Cuellar from, who's a House Democrat who is saying, "I told, I warned them about this. They wouldn't listen to me, and this is what we get." Uh, there's another one, um, uh, Joaquin. Uh, I think it's a Joaquin Castro, who's another um, who's another border district House Democrat who's been saying something very similar about this. So I. I actually think there's more reporting on this than I thought that there would be. But that gives you an idea of just how bad it is when you've got the Washington Post calling for some changes, when you've got, the, um, when you've got House Democrats in Texas screaming that uh, the Biden administration has screwed this up. This gives you an idea of just how bad it has gotten down there.
2: So even Susan Collins thinks there's a problem, and she normally is to go along to get along. Um, when you see the senators um, like Ted Cruz, when you see them go down to the border and they come on air and they complain about it, Is there anything legislatively... Can they not jam up these bills that they've they've passed by stopping specific spending? Do you think it's just a lack of of really a plan of how to stop this or that they just find it's more beneficial to keep complaining about it to raise their own campaign contributions?
5: I don't think there's anything you can do about it as as a member of Congress, I mean you can't go down there and enforce the law. You can you can do it through the appropriations process by simply, you know, cutting off cutting off the money, but that's in a budget process. That money's already been uh, spent and the Biden administration is already spending it, they can pass a law that, that would require more border security. But, of course, Democrats don't want to go through that. And they're in control of both floors of, uh, of Congress. So I think right now the only thing that Republicans, Senate Republicans, House Republicans can do is go down to the border, bring cameras, show everybody what this looks like, and, and uh, raise the temperature on the Biden administration to actually do their jobs. But, I mean, just constitutionally, speaking, Congress really doesn't have a lot of uh, ability to bypass an executive and enforce the law.
2: So now that we see um, executive actions become the norm, I mean, since you started reporting to now, I mean, it's astonishing what's happened with the idea of executive orders, executive actions, and and the word is fungible. They use it whenever they want. In your opinion, and I'm asking you an opinion question, when you see Joe Biden say he's going to do something about guns... In essence, isn't that an executive action to negate the Second Amendment? Can it hold? And I want to know what you think. Will it be reported as an assault on the Second Amendment or another virtu- virtuous velvet hammer of socialism?
5: Okay, quickly, yes, it's, uh, it's it's an assault on the Second Amendment. No, it won't stand, because executive orders really can't override statute and constitu- and constitutional rights. It will take court challenges, though, to correct those things. And see, uh, no, I don't think it will be reported that way, because I think we've seen what the reporting already looks like, is that, you know, it's like, well, we have a crisis. We have a crisis of, you know, with with, you know, firearms and assault weapons, even though, you know, assault. You know, long barrel rifles of all sorts only really account for about two, two and a half percent of all homicides. Mm. Uh, most homicides are, um, uh, you know, are are committed. Most firearm homicides are committed by um, by handguns, and the number of long barrel rifles, uh, number of homicides by long barrel rifles of all kinds, is routinely every single year outstripped by what's called personal weapons, hands, pistols legs, Uh, those those (laughs) actually kill more than long-barrel rifles of all varieties.
2: He's Ed Morrissey, Senior Editor at HotAir.com. He's the host of the Ed Morrissey Show. I'm proud to have him on the show. I'm proud to call him my friend. Thank you so much for joining me.
5: Thank you, my friend. Great be, great being with you. Thanks for having me
2: on. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your phone calls 312 642 5600. Will Joe Biden have an executive order to take away the Second Amendment, and will it hold? I want to know what you think. You know, that's a great suggestion. Nancy Pelosi, back scratcher. She's got those old lady hands. You know, you could make it a nice thing. Yeah, I think we should work on that. Just copyright that for I'm going to go to the lines. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. David in Lansing. Hey,
5: Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. Um, I think, I think you probably heard about four or five days ago.
0: I have a question and a quick and a statement. The question is, like, four you know what five you are. You know what you ago, are, David.
2: Hold on, I'm going to let you go. But you know what you are. You're one of these soapbox guys. You don't care what I'm talking about, what the topic is. You're going to do your thing. You work out t- stuff. You know, you're not a co-host. But go ahead. I'll see oh. if I could let you go.
0: Okay, Biden said that uh, uh,
5: he is getting ready. Uh, We're not ready yet, basically, to something that's like. Is he opening up hotels down there we don't know about?
2: No, 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 no. that would be a a (laughs) violation of that act that they keep trying to do on anybody that isn't in on the political prostitution system and has contributors launder their money. That's what Joe Biden's used to. He's not used to making it on his own. He likes to use contributors uh, and his kids and his brothers to go out as bag men, phony LLCs, donate, then they get the big contracts. Come on, Dave, you know the way it goes.
5: uh, Yeah, I know. Okay, I got you. So my statement is, um, I I see, uh, like, Senator Cruz and others like that, uh, leaving out the number one reason that the Democrats want the borders porous. They need voters in 2022 and 2024, and these people coming across the border are voters.
2: Well, I think I, I think to a certain extent, you're tr- that's that that's true, and what they understand also is that the more a citizen needs the government, the more willing they are. To allow the government to be abusive of their, of their freedoms and their rights. The more they depend on government, the more apt they are to ignore the atrocities and the abuses. And that's what every Democrat section of our, of our country understands. I mean, you know, it's amazing to me that people still vote for them. It really is. Show me an area, a town, that is run by a Democrat that runs smoothly, that runs efficiently, that is void of corruption, that isn't a failure. I mean, it all depends where your bar is for failure, and I think you should start with just the fact, is it fiscally sound as i as I think of a, a can anybody think of a state that 's led by Democrats both in the in the executive and then in the legislature and and those two things where is the Dem, where is the democrat state that 's run fiscally sound and the answer is it doesn 't exist it does not exist i, I think i 'm just shocked at the low standards for politicians that the American citizen has. And this is bipartisan. And by that, right now, as we speak, Karl Rove is planning to go and save Adam Kinzinger in Illinois. Right now, there are numerous Republican elected officials who openly supported this 50-year political whore. A a joke of a man. He he stands up there. It's a punchline. I think it's, it's like Bizarro World. And they supported him from the other party. Now, it's one thing if you're in the Democrat mafia, of course, you're going to support him because, you know, when the money gets cut around, you're going to get your 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 share. You're going to sprinkle the infield. You know that you're going to get to exhibit your corruption. But when you have Republicans elected who said, no, 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 it's not going to be that bad. And as we see in a couple of short months, where is it good? Where is anything based in Americanism thriving? Where is the liberty, the freedom, the capitalism, the individuality thriving under a Democrat hammer? It doesn't thrive. It chokes. And now those Republicans who who's voted for this and told you to vote for it, the never Trumper Republicans, they're running for re-election. And in states like this, is there any question they're going to win? Is there any question the GOP is going to give them the money? The problem is we've been outflanked. There has been a coup of our freedom, and it's been by our representatives. The question is, how do you get it back? We're going to find out, and we're going to put up a good fight. At least we are here. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Oh! Little Michael, before I knew he was a pedophile. Before I knew he was creepy. Yeah, he was something before that. Hell of a singer, not much of a babysitter, but that fits a lot of people. Not just Woody Allen and Michael Jackson. One of the things that's been happening is it feels like it's always the year of the scumbag where the perpetrator is virtuous and the victim is somehow at blame or to fault for everything else. And uh, when you live in Chicago, you kind of get used to this, right? I mean, this weekend, 29 people shot, six dead. Who, who's going to pay for it? Who's going to be found? Nobody. Nobody. In fact, the the atrocity of of just how bad these... Low-life, corrupt Democrats have made the city of Chicago be used as a weapon against the people who didn't partake in that. And their money will be stripped all in the name of some phony virtuous. The scumbags are the virtuous one, whether they're drug dealers, drug addicts. But one thing I thought would never happen is rapists. I thought that those people who harmed women and children would always be viewed as just scum. And a story happened uh, about a week ago, and I had Misty pull the clip of a a Florida girl. And this really bothered me because I have daughters, number one. But even before I had daughters, I was kind of protective of women. It's It's just a characteristic I had because those are the men I saw in my family, right? If somebody, you know, I remember I had an uncle. We lived on a busy street. And a woman was getting beat up by her boyfriend. My uncle was, I had the one uncle that was like not a fighter, more of an office guy. He ran down there. He got in a fight with the guy. And I was so proud of him because you stuck up for women and you stuck up against those people that would hurt women. So I saw this story of a girl who didn't go to spring break when she was in college. She had gotten a job. She's 24 years old. She always wanted to go to spring break. She goes to spring break, goes down to Miami, which was a bad choice. And she is, um, they put a Mickey in her drink. Two guys took her in a room. They raped her and she died. And I saw this story. I wanted Misty to pull it.
4: Florida took a devastating turn for a Bucks County woman. Police say she died after being drugged and raped. Action reporter Annie McCormick spoke with some of those who knew the victim. And she's live in Richborough with Reaction tonight. Annie.
3: Yeah, and Rick, the victim, Christine Engelhard, grew up here in Richboro. Today, we talked to family and friends who are still trying to figure out how this happened. Investigators are still piecing together the case, but they do believe that she made contact with the two suspects at a restaurant. She was the person you brought in that made everything, lit up the whole room, you know? Her laugh was like... The most contagious laugh. Family and friends of 24-year-old Christine Engelhart reeling over the news that she died after she was drugged, raped, and robbed last Thursday in her hotel room during a trip to South Beach, Florida. This is the last person I would think anything
2: like this would ever happen to. So it's always the case. The stellar citizen, the decent human ba- being, the victim, is drugged, raped repeatedly, repeatedly, and dies. And of course, the the, the, the two perpetrators are... In their little jumpsuits, they got their mask on, and somehow this will be everybody else's fault but the two scumbags. And right, like clockwork in Minnesota. man, Minnesota, I have to tell you, I, I'm particularly ashamed of Minnesota, and I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm half Norwegian. A lot of Scandinavians went up to Minnesota because they're the only ones who could tolerate that garbage weather. And they have become really not just the, the state that produced Ilian Omar. They're a socialist cabal of incompetence. And um, their Supreme Court has a ruling that's shocking, shocking. And it was brought to me by young Misty Callahan. Drunk rape victim was not mentally incapacitated in the Minnesota Supreme Court. They just had a ruling. It basically says if if the woman, um, she was raped and um, she was drinking. She had been drinking and uh, he then raped her. And this ruling basically says... That if you are drinking to your own will and the, the booze is not forced upon you, that you pretty much lose the, the, the ability to say you were raped because all he's got to say is you were consenting and you blacked out. You don't remember this girl was raped, charged him with rape, and his defense is saying, no, 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 she gave her consent, she just doesn't remember, she's intoxicating, and the Supreme Court of Minnesota ruled that, yeah, that, that's about right. She doesn't really get to say if she was raped or not. I am just astonished. Democrats, again, these are Democrats. Democrat state, Democrat Supreme. How's it? How's it working out for you? If you have a daughter, how do you feel about this ruling? I have two, and uh, luckily, as you heard from the beginning of the show, I'm from Marrow's Park. And the one good thing about Marrow's Parkers, if this happens to our daughters. We don't call the police. uh uh-uh. we ain't calling police. We're going hunting. It's, we don't have a lot of deer hunters, not a lot of fishermen. We don't have a lot of guys that rape our kids. And, I mean, you know, that's the good thing uh, under this no-bail thing. Maybe that's going to be the only justice that's, that's out there. I mean, if, if I remember correctly, Warner Wilhelm, the uh, mayor of New York, Del Blasio, as he likes to be called, he changed his name from Warner Wilhelm, which I thought was really more appropriate, his birth name. His wife said, we need a rise of vigilante justice in New York because, you know, they defunded the police and they handcuffed the police. So maybe that's, that's the goal. Because when I read this, I've got daughters, and if you live in a state like Minnesota... You're going to call the police they're going to say ah your daughter was drinking she didn't get raped she consented it's just surreal what i'm seeing happen in my country it really is astonishing to me 312-642-5600 how long before this ruling starts to really kind of creep into the entire country's philosophy i'll take your calls when we get back after break 312-642-5600 Music and talk radio. There's not even a question. 92 92 sex offenders at the Texas border were apprehended in three days that they apprehended. Three days. This has been going on since, really, you could say since Trump lost that they started to make a run for the border. I wonder, um, you know, you look at Chicago, look at New York, New Jersey you see the kind of crime california different sections of it you see the ghettos that are ruled by the marxist mafia and you, and you wonder how long the people are going to put up with it who are victimized by it because you got you know i truly completely believe there are 80% victims 20% perpetrators in fact texas democrats are calling upon biden to reinstate trump policies to bring stability to the border these are texas democrats although they're probably nothing like Illinois Democrats who can't get enough of the failure and fraud just so they have security around them. But this particular thing I think everybody should agree on. But then again, I thought everybody as a society would agree when 2,400 babies are murdered a day. We might be able to stop calling that a right of their mom to kill them. But I'm old fashioned that way. Terry Rogers Park.
3: Um, um, I wanted to say something about that rape thing. Uh, yeah. Suppose she actually uh, did consent, uh, but doesn't remember. What about that poor guy? Do
2: you think? Do you think when she wakes up and calls the police and says, "I was raped," that that should trump the fact that the scumbag says she consented? Do you think? Uh, do you what think about the, my question?
3: Well, what about you, my the question I just asked. I
2: think the I think that the woman who wakes up and says, "I was raped," which is the story in here, that she woke up immediately and called the authorities. I think she is to be believed beyond the shadow of a doubt. But you know what? Who else thinks like you do? Cuomo. Cuomo agrees with you. So you might be right, Terry, but I'll, I'll call me silly. I'll always side with the woman who wakes up and says she was raped and then calls the police at 6 in the morning. That's the one I'm going to go with. You could go ahead and you side with the guy, but that's just me. I'm silly that way. Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean. I told you
3: before that uh, my husband and I, during the pandemic, last, uh, when it started, we bought almost 40 acres in Missouri, went down there nice. this weekend. And, and we your property
2: taxes room. are like 800 a year, right?
3: Yeah, uh, not even. And, That's of awesome. course, there's a key under the mat for you if you ever want to come down and do oh, some hunting I love fishing. It.
2: Got another place to go.
3: But I shot my first rifle, Sean, and it, though it was jarring and it was so loud and I was scared after I shot it, I see myself defending my family, learning how to use oh. that rifle for sure. And their style of justice is this, no police. You beep no. the horn three times, you pause, you beep it again, and every neighbor within earshot will come and help you. Now, Kira, that's where what we need to do
2: to live the right way. Kira, since I was a kid, we had social clubs in my neighborhood. My, I have a cousin who's like three years older than me. I'm 16, he's 19, we get a social club. Before you know it, it, it blows up. we got like 30 members. It's called Casa de Bat's House of the Crazy. And this is right when, in like the 80s, they made that um, sex offenders law, where if a sex offender moved into your area they would have to notify the police. So my cousin on his own would do the research. He'd get the picture of him and he put it up in the, in the, in the social club wall. If you see this guy, Pull them inside and beat them unconscious. That's the way we did it, the old-fashioned way. And guess what? I didn't need some, some Swedish Supreme Court justice to tell me, no, no, no. If the girl says uh, uh, she, was, she was drunk, she doesn't get the right to, to, uh, to say rape or not. And even you, you see, we've got women, we've got people in this society that say, oh, no, what about the poor guy that raped her? Now, listen, I'm not suggesting all women are telling the truth. Not by any means. But in a case where he was convicted of his peers, this is this is about him trying to appeal a case. He was convicted, charged with rape, convicted, guilty. He's getting out. So he brings it to the the Minnesota Supreme Court and they say, well, no, she was drunk. So she doesn't get to decide if if she does. He says she consented and she doesn't get to say she didn't. I mean, this is bizarro world to me, but I'm also living in a place that would elect an 80 year old in diapers. So I don't know what the hell's going on Kira, Thank you for the call. Craig in Mount Greenwood.
0: Oh, hey, Sean, thanks again for uh, taking my call. Sure. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you, t- you, you bring up some subjects, you hit them right on the, right in the bullseye. There and yeah, should I follow CNN
2: boy. around? And we, we're still talking about the, uh, the insurrection without weapons and if Trump is guilty for the, the January 6th. I mean, that's what they're talking about. See, I don't want to yeah, talk but, about this. Hey, here's that what
0: stuff. I got to say. Go here's ahead. what I got to say. When you're talking about this, uh, like this uh, dumber uh, over there in Minnesota and everything, with the Supreme Court, these are, these are the most evil, vile varmints these gumorants who love to take and bust up our system of justice and basically exploit innocence and basically promote crime. And they basically uh, reward the, the uh, reward the criminals and punish the innocent and everything because of, with the laws. And they love to do it. They love to destroy our society and our way of life. I and agree. That. And, they, w-
2: and, they, and, they, and they're masters at it, Craig. They're, they're masters of using laws as weapons to negate rights. It's fascinating if you look at it from that uh, side. Is this my guy, Victor? Victor, how are you? Hey, Sean, how are you, brother? Splendid. Nice for you to call. This is my driver. I love you, Victor. How you been?
4: Man, I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing so much congratulations to
2: you on your new show, man. Oh. It's, it's well-deserved. Thank you very much. Now, you're a Scandinavian like me, Victor. What do you think about this Minnesota ruling? I, I don't understand. So
4: it, it is a liberal bastion up there. Of course, I have, I have uh, in-laws that, that live up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, where Where is the, the liberal outrage uh from from the left and from the feminist and 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 from the the fringe to where if if it happens in a state where it's it's okay to be that liberal like why where why is why is there not a new
2: hashtag right hashtag is, cuomo is, hashtag is a good governor i'll start it right here victor victor thank you for calling and you know i appreciate you listening victor you were a former liberal at one time weren't you? Yeah, Well, my wife is intensely liberal, and I'm just trying to work through it, brother. Say, I want him. Say, I want him. Victor looks like he should be in the Vikings, by the way. Me, him, and a couple other Norwegians. We're the ones that overthrew England. Thirty-five Vikings and one ship with a couple of axes. I had a great time. I'll be back tomorrow, 5 to 7. Offer still stands for Kinzinger and the Gypsy.
0: Goodbye and good riddance.
2: don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.